Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. <laughs> okay, girl. So we sponsored by we sponsored by girl outsider, the most scrumptious, tangy, tarty, sexy cider that there is. Full stop. End of fucking conversation. So we're coming into festy season. It's summer finally, and this is the best accessory you can have for sure. Put the gems down. Take the gems away from your face and pick up a can of freaking outsider because yeah. that's about to look as chic as fucking possible. Hell maybe. yeah. Best festival drink, to be honest. And, you know, we all know we love a can at a festival. No one wants to be drinking that hard shit. And, yeah, you can get into festivals with cans, not glass. So yeah, very true. Bring in true, your little cans that are true. hashtag designed by James Early. Thank you, baby, for they're making designer. this. Yeah, they're designer. Yeah, they've thought about that. Thank you, Saws. Thank you. Thank you for being cute. Talking about designer, you want to design a pussy. Um, yeah, design a vagina. <laughs> this episode of It Girls Podcast is also sponsored by Relactagel. Okay, we've been sponsored by them for a month, but we want to educate you more. So, when a woman is experiencing an unfamiliar smell and unusual discharge from her vagina, she may assume the worst. <laughs> However, the culprit may be, in fact, a pH imbalance in the vagina known as bacterial vaginosis or BV, okay? Mm-hmm. So you might hear it talked about as either. Uh, Relactogel's lactic acid formula helps promote the good bacteria within your vagina and has been clinically proven to treat and prevent BV, which I think is awesome. Yeah. So Relactogel is available to purchase in your local pharmacy if you shop online at relactogel.ie and you can use our offer code ITGALS in all caps I-T-G-A-L-Z or Z whatever way you want to fucking say it at checkout and you'll avail of free shipping on all orders. Happy shopping. Yeah and thank you because then using Relactogel helps the pong of your pussy yeah, go on, away you and it's two birds one stone because two birds one stone hon. you know whether you have it or whether you don't you're preventing and treating it so thank you Relactogel it's a deadly sponsor to have. Fucking amazing sponsor. Really, really happy. So this week I mean we're both away at the moment so lots. yes haven't so fun. we obviously had last week with which was the Jason. white moose and we are still in the white moose cafe they yeah. let us record here to do our the next pets episode that they are the they're really such sweet guys so generous we're doing an episode this week we're going to talk a little bit about just some kind of topical shit that's come up okay we love doing episodes like this yeah a little gossy gossy episode so one thing that me and Lindsay recently watched mm-hmm. was the whitney houston oh, hold on what did we call this this was the netflix oh and netflix and chill netflix and chill no. netflix and it girl episode literally yeah so, so these are our netflix kind of um, yeah, what to watch on netflix basically because i find sometimes netflix impossible to fucking navigate like a million things and they're all shite half them and the, but they can look good on the little yeah, thing you're like sure. oh my god i want to watch that and then you're like this is shit so yeah. anyway what we both watched we're going to just be doing reviews on our two favorite things that we've watched recently but so. there's going to be cultural critiques so fucking listen yeah that. by the way yeah it also makes fucking loads of sense and yeah. it's really intelligent <laughs> Duh. <laughs> this week we watched um 
well not this week but recently we watched the Whitney Houston documentary oh my god that fucking documentary had me feeling some type of fucking way annoyingly I didn't cry as much as I wanted you know when you sit down and you're like I'm ready yeah 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 yeah. I was like annoyingly okay so we're talking about the Whitney documentary especially because Cannes Film Festival they have released a new Whitney documentary that's yeah. coming out in whenever July July so yeah. when this area is probably in a few weeks yeah so it's probably going to be in cinemas and stuff which yeah. is so exciting I, I apparently we're going I'm on. bloody living for watching that because apparently they have this Netflix documentary which kind of like scratches the surface and does like begin to reveal certain things mm-hmm. but I'd say what happened was the director of the one that was in Cannes Festival saw like a potential of a really like breakthrough apparently it is what happened I read read about it because like this initial one I think was released in 2015 it wasn't but it didn't blow up it it wasn't that well made no like I mean I liked it because I like I love a documentary with raw footage I'm a raw footage oh no I love that raw footage so I loved the amount of raw footage that was in it I think it didn't it was the kind of like producing of it that was it just didn't grab you to make you like it kind of released really like breakthrough bomb worthy things yeah. but in a really like oh now she's lesbian you know in yeah a they didn't like, fully like, explore it yeah yeah, yeah. So and there this, was no kind of concluding and stuff. but anyway it so was a great the whole documentary kind of you know it follows Whitney Houston on her last tour it's kind of the all the fan footage is from her last tour in like 96 or 7 I think it was that was her last yeah her last world tour, tour. and when um, did she die 2008 2006 to 2008 I think it was 2008 yeah I think you're right 2008 um and you know so it, 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 it wasn't made then but it folk this is when all this found footage was from so, if you so, see our so her final tour her final world tour was like 10 years before yeah. her because I remember before like a few years before she died obviously she had a hugely bad reputation mm. And she was on X Factor and everything was going bad. It was kind of similar to Amy Winehouse in the regard that like she was pushed to try and keep going. But like she was on X Factor and she just looked like an addict. Her dress broke. Her voice was still there, but she was just like out of control of it. So she was kind of like, yeah, it was just like and everyone was, was like at the cusp waiting for this like breakthrough performance where she's gonna slay us all mm. again and we're gonna be like she's back you know I think like the whole Britney was... thing as well this mm. whole like the comeback pushing for the comeback same with Amy Winehouse they yeah. had her dragged around all these different there's shows there's such parallels I was only wrote this down the other week when I was thinking about this episode I was like there's so many fucking parallels with Amy Winehouse and Whitney Houston that it was like this person had this extraordinary talent and they got into the limelight and their family got involved and mm. you know like everyone has wrote a song about it where her dad was like no you don't need to go to rehab and it was the same thing with Winnie Houston yeah, it was like her dad like there was a, a scene in the uh documentary where they were talking about how her this she had this uh bodyguard who was part of the Scottish guard really highly trained government trained in Scotland and England oh, he was fab was in amazing. the Whitney documentary and, in the Whitney documentary yeah and he reported it to the family um because Whitney's family were always really close to her about her excessive drug use and how he like basically found her unconscious and to, that it, it was getting out of control and they like immediately fired him and it was just like and he was her confidant yeah. like, he was saying that obviously the movie that Whitney was in The Bodyguard yeah. he was like apart from the love story yeah. that's what I was like I was her confidant yeah. I was the one trust. I loved that line when he said I that know. and he was so not sexual no. like you could tell he literally just took his job he was so like seriously. that character in the movie she's in <laughs> was based on me was me he was like I because he was trained in the Scottish Guard which is this really high police force right mm. so he was like I was I have literally been trained that the person that I am protecting I will die for Mm. he's like it's not even just that. like an emotional thing it's like that was my job I will take a bullet for her mm. oh and you God. could tell he oh like he loved her but he also it was more like a fatherly like protection yeah oh 100% yeah it wasn't any way creepy no it, it was, was so creepy. genuine which you're kind of almost expecting that when yeah. you see like you know an older man and you see Whitney being the vulnerable one but he really tried to do his job and he went to the family and I remember him saying I think in the documentary that he had like all these different dates of consistencies Mm. where she had been like unconscious or like you know he literally had proof and was like 
he didn't just casually go to the family and be like here what's going on he was like look this is an epidemic something oh, yeah. is happening and he was instantly fired and excommunicated from the family and i just found it so sad like it was just like i remember when whitney houston died and i remember being like it was this i don't know i think it was like someone else had died right before and it was just like oh i do i just remember being like i kind of had a bit of a distance from her. i was like whitney houston's dead like what the fuck and I think if you're someone who was born, me and Lindsay are born in the 80s, don't tell anyone. And <laughs> late 80s. Late 80s. But when we were kids, it was very much Mariah and Whitney. Oh, like, they were the singers. The stop. diva. The diva was the thing. Like it was like Mariah, Whitney. Britney and stuff came along later, but I remember like that. What was it? What was that Disney movie that they did that amazing? Um, Prince of Egypt. Oh. There can be miracles. And it was the first time they came together. And it was just like, yeah. oh my God. Because it was like, they were the divas that did a thing. And it was like, Whitney Houston was like, you wouldn't even like, it was just an icon. It was like Michael Jackson status. Yeah, you know? it was like, you've lived forever and yeah. you will live forever. But I mean, I remember watching the... Um, like Whitney's downfall happened quite quickly when you consider her career like I mean and the documentary kind of explores that like Whitney was brought up in a world like she had she had been in experimented with drugs and stuff before she became huge so it wasn't like she got fame and then she got involved in drugs it was like it's always around her yeah she was like drugs were the norm for her so then obviously when she became famous I guess they were just a lot more accessible and stuff like that um and it kind of explored that she had a kind of longing and liking for the dark side of things. Like yeah. even with Bobby Brown, like she kind of liked that he was the bad boy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, ju- it's just so interesting and it really explores what I loved. We spoke about as well, um, her race in regards to her music. Yeah. Like, but they, so they took Whitney... Whitney's mum was a famous singer not like celebrity famous but she sang backup tracks for like you know really famous people her aunt is uh, Dee Dee Warwick Dee Dee Warwick oh no no sorry Diane Diane Warwick Diane Warwick Dee Dee Warwick yeah the the, abuser allegedly Um, so you know she was kind of thrust into the limelight and uh, her record labels decided that they were going to market her to the like quote unquote white kind of market and they were like, we don't want her doing any R&B. We don't want her doing any rap. We want her to do ballads and pop. And it was it was almost like she was like, I don't know. We just find that so interesting. I never, I think it's because I never noticed that until that, that documentary. I was like, oh my God, yes, you're so right. She never fucking sang an R&B song. Well, uh, it's not you're right, but you're okay is slightly. No, what about the one? Did it at my love is yours. Is that Whitney Houston or is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah is that Whitney? Yeah. I think oh, that was her kind of comeback where oh, she took the reins. And then she was like, I'm doing that's also, my it's own not fucking right, But it's okay. Hey, that's kind I'm of orangey. Yeah, but I think I mean, that was when she took the reins. In the 80s, it was oh, very much like you're doing it. pop. Yeah. And you're she only was doing like, pop. everything is a ballad and stuff. And I mean, yeah. I mean, she can fucking If I ever want a quick ball, you know, if you're ever like pre-period needing a ball. You're going to talk about the... Yeah, the freaking yeah, the national anthem. I mean, Super Bowl national anthem. Lord Jesus. No, that is in because it no literally has looks effort. the most effortless thing. One part of the documentary that I loved was her drummer talked. He went on tour with her, and he obviously sees the back of her the whole time, right? Mm. And he would just be like, "There was this woman who was this tiny because she was teeny little thing." Mm. And he's like, and she would go to hit those notes and her, her, I could see the muscles on her back mm. expanding. It kind and of made working. me feel a bit like, Ugh. yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> I was a bit like, oh, I'm going to faint. <laughs> yeah. But he was like, you could see them contract and just like, he was like, it was every night. It was mind blowing because she would go in tour and tour and like her voice would almost be gone. And then he'd be like, we'd be singing a song and I'd be like, oh, I don't know if she's going to hit the note. And she'd blow it out of the park. It was just crazy to see like the montage of her kind of just her singing like I mean it's just untouchable like literally that national anthem if you haven't watched oh. it fucking go google it now Super Bowl Whitney now. Houston that's all you'll see like, like I mean she li- literally is wearing this kind of like little baggy jumper this kind of like bow in her hair like this she's like, like early 80s hair. fucking Whitney she's she gorge bounces on up there and it looks like oh who's this you know and she just it's so like she totally she sings it in a really uncomplicated way, but it, mm. again, it's so fresh and it's so like 
she pushes the uh, right notes. Yeah. We're so used to that. Yeah, she doesn't Christina Aguilera no. in it. She literally just, it's just like the perfect, she just is so knowledgeable about music. And it's because she, uh, it's her mom. Like her mom, mm. she always says like, I taught her how to sing from her soul. Her mom is like a pastor, right? Yeah. So her mom was like, I taught her how to like, tut, like tap into something. Mm. And I do think her mom did that because. But I think apparently her kind of, like she was, I remember I watched it again, it's on Netflix and you've seen it as well, the mm-hmm. Billie Holiday um, oh. documentary. And it's like, there were these women and these famous people like Billie Holiday and Whitney Houston who were literally, they noticed, their parents noticed when they were like five mm-hmm. that they had a talent. And then they literally worked their kid to the yeah. bone to make sure that they nurtured that talent. Yeah. And like I, think, I don't think that happens a lot in Ireland. From what I can see. The most that happens is Billy Barry and that's barely yeah. anything. Like when you see like shows like Dance Moms and things like yeah. that where it's like literally parents acknowledging like I can see that Luna can dance. That's yeah. like me being like we're going to make you into the best dancer. Yeah. That's what they did like with Billy Holiday. She was like I had no childhood. Yeah. I was literally strapped to piano because she what tinkled the piano when she was four yeah. and the mom was like oh my gosh. And it's tell. not even just that. I feel like it's also when so say for example with the Luna thing say you tried your whole life to be a famous dancer and Mm. then if you notice okay I failed I'm 35 or whatever you are and then you see your daughter dancing you're like I can make her have what I wanted yeah because that was what her mom wanted her mom wanted to be this famous singer her mom's sister became a famous singer Diane Warwick's famous as fuck Mm. Cecile Warwick Cece isn't that the mom Cece yeah Cece was like respected really respected in the music industry and sang backups for like frank sinatra and shit but, but didn't ever have never that. never was famous mm. so definitely go and watch that like i mean it's I'm an incredible really excited show. we'll definitely do an it gals of us going to the wooden cans because i think <sighs> that one apparently like the one on netflix touched upon really interesting things yeah. like her relationship with bobby brown which was huge and her uh like alleged uh she had an, a relationship with her female assistant was it her assistant or something robin i think her name robin is. her name is and she had yeah. a relationship with her and like but and, it was very hush hush yeah. and that kind and of and bobby hated it and then apparently the biggest thing that they go into on the new one is uh alleged abuse that happened to whitney houston with um Dion Warwick's sister. sister so her aunt and stuff and her it kind of expresses sister. explains like the thread of like um even though we were saying like Whitney's mom never made it she was always a working singer mm-hmm. and was like touring away and Whitney and her brother was left with um this yeah sister. Uh, sister and then they were bees so then like it kind of explored that like Whitney when she had um her daughter Bobby, Bobby Brown Bobby Brown yeah um can i just say that one scene where i it, that's what broke me down there's a scene where she is singing i can't remember what fucking song it is and she brings oh it's clap your hands oh it's yeah, right. yeah yeah and she brings, and she brings right. i just for some reason seeing bobby brown as this baby and seeing the love between the mom and the kid and she was like come on baby sing you know the way Whitney Houston speaks and she said come on baby and but she's like and she puts it up to the baby and she's like clap your hands <laughs> yeah and it's the cutest fucking thing but what made it sad for me oh, was I literally feel me. like Bobby Brown never and now will never ever ever have a voice yeah and I don't mean a voice like no Whitney. no I mean no, like, no like a, I mean she must have had it like even I think the bodyguard said that he was like she, oh, she was insistent yeah. on bringing Bobby Brown to every tour for months because she didn't want to leave to her. protect her. But then she wasn't protecting her because her and... What's his name? I always get mixed up. Bobby... Bobby Brown's her dad as well. Yeah. So it's the exact same name. Wait, what, did she have something with her dad? No, it was like Bobby Brown and Whitney would be like... Fighting and yeah, up yeah, yeah, in yeah, like yeah. these hotel rooms doing drugs for days on end. With Bobby Christina. Bobby Christina. Oh, yeah, and then Bobby C- Christina, Bro- even like she was bringing her along on these tours to yeah. try and, you know, it's like in she, quotes, she protect could almost, her. She tried to do everything to protect her daughter, but she had her in this situation where the daughter was like, didn't have parents. And around with, drugs. Like. Yeah. Like, it's. But apparently the producer or director of this uh, one that's coming out in Cannes is saying that he wants to try and eradicate or maybe give reason to her drug use so we don't yeah. just... And it was the same with Amy. Don't just Don't just see her as 
junky, yeah. wasted everything. Because I remember my dad always thought that. Not, I don't think he always thought, but he always kind of would talk about Amy Winehouse and like, oh, well, it's just another junkie. You know, he wasn't like super judgmental. But then me and it's my... It's the d- media that just yeah. kind of make it... And me and my dad watched... I watched the documentary with them and my dad never knew how talented she was because mm. he had never heard Frank. And like, you and I had always loved that album so yeah. much. But like, a lot of people don't know that album. I mean, I'm not saying Back to Black is But good, also but a lot... She would have got a lot of media attention from being drunk on stage exactly. and wailing into yeah. a microphone like a loon. Exactly. So with so. him seeing that documentary, I think it really opened his eyes to just being like, holy shit, like, there's a woman behind this and like she was enabled and it's the same with Whitney Houston it's mm. like you, I saw that and like I've always loved Whitney Houston's music I love her music I mean yeah, I grew like up in every, it there was not one person who could say she didn't no. have an incredible voice no one she her, had this like perfectly seamless voice that literally no one could not like it like. transcended genre yeah completely That's you could give her like a fucking like Mary J Blige she could have song. sung anything yeah you could give her a Lauren Hill song her range you could give her uh, Britney Spears I mean it was like she could sing anything she could and like not even just sing it but kill it and you know when we were growing up she was up, just such a talented singer oh, she, like, she knew exactly how to like I mean I can't even describe obviously y'all know Whitney like yeah. Whitney has the name for a reason but also I remember seeing and this isn't in the documentary but I remember watching um, I think after her death you know when you go on YouTube and you're like Whitney Houston um, mm. interview you're trying to research or whatever and I saw an interview she had done with Oprah, which was like a sit down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it, all. yeah. And I think Oprah was like, you know, we see... Oprah was basically saying, like, America sees Whitney's voice as our voice. Yeah. We own your voice and we see you destroying it. And mm. it's hard to swallow mm. because you see this really gorgeous, talented woman who has, like you know this amazing instrument and Whitney just it's almost like the kind of like just because Whitney and Amy Winehouse was like born with this incredible voice doesn't mean they owe us no their voice and that must be such a huge pressure like Whitney had to do like world tours so did Amy like it's like you just have a gift mm-hmm. but like, you don't owe anyone because you have the gift mm. like it's not you don't like it's not a currency yeah and when you're when you get wrapped up with like tour managers and yeah like locked and into money. these yeah I, something that did happen this week with the Whitney thing that I think would be interesting to bring up quickly would be that Kanye has released his new album with Pusha T and he the cover of the album is Whitney Houston's okay. uh, you I know the picture of her uh, bathroom counter <gasps> With all the drug paraphernalia. With all the drugs. And this has become really controversial because apparently uh, they were going to use a different image and then last minute Kanye decided that he paid the family 85 grand to license this image. Oh my God. However, I think I think it's actually really fucking... I think, think it's woke. Because, I haven't seen this. I yeah, know this is me. No so I think it's because at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, I did that exact thing. I sucked in. I was going, oh, girl. But then I read about it and I was like, this is fucking woke. In our, like, not in the annoying way of woke, in our kind of perspective of woke, like, lol. Because, okay, I read this person's, like, kind of Twitter thing about it and I was like, that's so fucking true. Kanye has just been so outspoken about his opioid addiction. Mm-hmm. Pusha T, the rapper, he does kind of extremely glorify the kind of um, trade of selling and consuming opioids and lean and mm-hmm. getting this and that. I mean, oh, well, my lean, blah, 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 blah. And all this kind of bollocks. And apparently when Pusha T was like, oh, should we do this? And Kanye literally said, this is the image that people need to see with this album. That especially celebrities can glorify something and look so perfect and pristine and amazing but that this is like almost a reality that, but of i kind it. of wish i haven't seen the album or anything like that and i'm just like i'm saying hearing it from yeah you. yeah it's your, it's However, your raw reaction use your own damn drug paraphernalia kanye no but i think that's realistic do you not think so because it's like okay first of all it's like he's not taking advantage like, i mean they would have had to sell it to him i know but yeah the family it's legal, so, it's legal. However, Whitney, that was her paraphernalia. Yeah. And it has been, like, documented again in the documentary. They would have sold it to the Daily Mail. They would have sold it every single day. I know, but it doesn't make it right. No, I know. But I'm just saying that, like, that's a fact. Yeah. But it's still, it's like he is 
cashing in on something that was like like it's coming out in the Cannes documentary apparently like at the end of Whitney's life like there was huge money issues like apparently like Whitney's dad had money oh yeah he robbed all this money money and all this kind of stuff so like fair enough she got the like family's approval to use the image but that family apparently didn't have much I get credibility so fair you know but I don't selling know if it's image. the same. I don't know if it's the same people who are now in charge of her estate because the dad's I just think dead. that, like, if you want to make a point about drug paraphernalia and the, like the reality, but like, do you not he think has that art cl- should be like a free thing where it's like, I mean, this has happened forever, where people will use, like, I mean, people use like uh, JFK's image of him being shot in the head on like different art and stuff, you know, that way. So it's like that's like, a way Kanye of making is trying an to impress an image. The like reasoning behind, like, oh, you know you think this perfect like Kanye and Kim are that so Mm -hmm. why not break down your own shell rather than using a shell that was broken down 10 years ago and that resulted in a death like he is promoting that like there's been only he came out recently about his opiate addiction or whatever Mm -hmm. and that TMZ thing they don't show their home they don't show any actual reality in their lives yeah and then he's using someone else's reality to try and express reality that's bullshit I don't think that's bullshit I think that's like done a lot of the time especially with I mean album art there's been so much album art that's been reappropriated for someone's use it's not a new concept and but it's I not... think like you can't sell it as then being like this is the reason behind it no but like I mean he wasn't he's selling it, it he wasn't it. selling it that way but like that you were saying Pusha that he's G- trying no, to use he it he didn't as, like, say the... it Push it like that came out because Pusha G was asked about it he said why did you go along with this because he said that he Pusha G said that he didn't he was unsure and then he said that Kanye wanted to make a point about it and I think like I think I mean I understand what you mean I'm not even fighting against it that I'm like it's grand whenever she's dead I'm not saying that but I'm saying that I think it's an interesting thing and it's like first of all like I mean you know you want to make your album art shocking that's how it sells realistically okay like and this happens constantly it's not a new concept I know but it's not no I'm not saying it's a new concept but regardless whether it happens and whether it's normalized and all that stuff like it's just it's controversial but it's not like the end of the world you know no of course not but it is an issue and it is just like geez like Kim and like just the whole Kardashian drama is just so consistent like headline and money grabbing like I mean Whitney Houston the documentary comes out now and now he chooses to use that well, that document came in 2015. No, I mean, but now it's in Cannes. Oh, the new one, right. Yeah, yeah but like, I mean... I mean, like she's that... hot topic, like, she's hot conversation again now. Mm-hmm. And 100% he would be aware of that. Yeah. So, like, now he's using... Like, I mean, there were images of Amy Winehouse that came out. Like, I mean, those images that were photographed of Whitney Houston's hotel room and, like, it was, like... I, can't, I don't know how they obtained them. I think they got arrested or whatever and the, they were um, police pictures, from what I remember. Of like the oh yeah, yeah of yeah. the sink and everything and it was all like you could see of when he, no this was before she died no I know no this I know is, yeah, yeah of course yeah no I think she there had been like some arrest oh. and that's why like how did they mm, these mm. pictures came out into the media sorry yeah yeah and um I mean pictures like that happened with Amy Winehouse there were pictures of her smoking crack when Wait, she Pete was Darty and stuff I remember yeah, that yeah like toot your own flute Kanye that's what I think. Like, if you were going to try and even scratch the surface of being real about a drug, it's not using someone else's freaking story. I would disagree. I think that people have, like, first of all, like, it's like, you know, he's not making money off the... I know what you mean. He's getting attention 100% of the album might sell more because of the image, but I don't think so because no one buys physical albums anymore. Uh, it would probably work as a pure perspective for him. Um, but I think that, like, people... If you have a legitimate point to make, I don't see the biggest deal. I'm not saying it's in good taste or that it's like cool, but I'm saying that like it's an interesting perspective and I can understand his perspective because like how to make an impact with art, which is what music is, like you have to make a strong impact and you have to make a shock impact. But we've seen that before, so it's we not have shocking. seen it, but no, but we have seen it before, but it it's still shocking, shocking because shocking it went to see viral. Kanye freaking doing something that that had a moment that went viral that was shocking do you know what I mean but you can't make that I mean but like that's like saying that like oh like I mean what's he gonna do pose with his fucking opioid pills like you know it's like it's happened and it's gone maybe he doesn't have photos of it I don't know but what I'm saying is that like just like I'm sure he has some evidence of his own but you don't know no one knows like but what I'm saying is that like even a letter but that picture is like iconic and shocking and that like you know it's not he's not using it 
I feel like he's not using it in bad taste, like in his own kind of perspective. Look who he's associated with. Well, he's 100% using it in bad taste. I don't know. I don't think so. I I don't think so. I don't think there's any way to use a dead woman's drug paraphernalia in good taste. But I mean, like, that thing's so hyperbolic. Like, a dead... It's not like her body with the drugs shooting up in her arm. No, but it was like... This was published, like, 10 years before she died. Like, yeah, but it's still like, like, but I think it's just... It's not new imagery. Like, no, you know, know what I mean? I said that, but like, I mean, you're using it now when she's like, no one has really been interested in Whitney's downfall for years, apart from like, this thing has come out with cans mm. now. I know, I get I it with the cans thing. I never really so thought about I it that way. think of it. Um, but they would have signed this like, months before the whole can thing came out. You don't know that. Well, I know that they said in the interview or something like that, it was like, because they recorded it like a but I'm year sure ago. Then, I mean, he's in the biz. I'm sure he would have heard that there was the documentary. Yeah, I know. But what I, I'll just talk about the stuff that I know. And I just don't think it's the biggest deal. I think people can be really overblown about it. I think people can be like, you're using blah, blah. It's like people use shit all the fucking time about like to use and promote their own agenda. And like... Yeah, but just because people use it all the time doesn't mean... Of course not. It doesn't like, mean that it's always right. That's not really but I don't think that a the, point. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is a point. You can't say, oh, it doesn't matter that Kanye is doing it because other people do it all the I time. I didn't say that. But like, that's just, I'm just, like, that's not a point. Like, that's just saying, like, that's just... I mean that people use shock marketing, especially in music and entertainment constantly to push their thing and i think that like i don't know I any think, other do you I, know any other um musicians who've used like i can't think of someone who would use like an, a paparazzi image that was sold to the media no i'm as, not saying i know like off the cuff like different people who use a I dead think it would drug paraphernalia but what i'm saying is that like i understand that you can use an image that's legally like obtained to make a point that he's not saying like ha 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 look at Whitney Houston the stupid bitch it's like it's to make a different point which I find interesting I'm not saying it's right or wrong I'm just saying I find it like an interesting kind of thing I get that but then when you hear of like you know this new documentary coming out with cans that is trying to kind of push people like the public's perspective no totally yeah like, yeah far from but I don't think he that. was trying to like demonize her grand but if someone had a picture of me on their album cover in my or something like my bedroom in yeah. its worst state and they said oh i'm not trying to demonize you i'm like okay then maybe don't use that image of me or something to do with me in uh-huh. a really of course it's going to demonize her it again just completely connects us whitney to her drug use and completely deflects from but like she was a drug addict <laughs> like I know but she was but she also was like a hugely talented singer totally yeah but like yeah, the public's yeah, yeah. perception like I mean the public's perception quicker would be mm-hmm. that she was a drug addict to attach the negative than, kind of thing yeah it's not like we need to be reminded like of the r- drug addict part mm-hmm. like apparently with this new documentary coming out he's trying to remind us again of her talent Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And her person and trying mm-hmm. to just like, it's the same thing with Amy Winehouse. Like you were saying, your dad, like people, you know, my family as well would be like, oh, she was just a junkie. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Like people, that's, the media gives a lot more attention to that part of the... Because that's a lot more sellable. No one gives I a fuck in the media about, like, the I know. I, ju- I think I just find it interesting because there is a huge part of rap culture and R&B culture that completely uh, glorifies, especially opioid use. It's huge in R&B and rap culture. When they talk about lean and they talk about, uh, like, Xanax and all these kind of things. And I think it's, like, it's an interesting thing 
common cultural commentary to look at someone not who glorified it but to look at someone who looked so perfect and looked so pristine and I don't think she did though no ever. but like just let me finish my point is that like who not I'm saying she looked I'm saying that that was her public persona up until like 1995 Whitney Houston was known to kind of be with Bobby Brown and to be a bit crazy but she especially in the 80s she was this like kind of they always covered it up a lot right it was like it was even in that fucking documentary mm-hmm. but what I mean is like it's an interesting kind of thing to look at uh someone who was especially a culture that promotes something and a culture if say it's Kanye's album someone who fell for that kind of loophole and to look at someone who was the worst aspect of it because that's how you learn by looking at like the worst thing that came from it you I know get that but using her doesn't make sense no I know I understand your point I'm just saying that's where my perspective because she is coming never from. she didn't glorify it no I know I'm not saying you know that I mean? like, I'm so, not saying that wasn't... I'm just saying it's an interesting cultural I get commentary what you mean, thing like, to say it's interesting but I get like I think in like freaking rap culture and all that shit it's like I mean for example Whitney Houston like you said she had to have this kind of pristine totally, image yeah. Yeah, yeah. it didn't work it didn't marry well same with Amy Winehouse her music didn't marry well mm-hmm. with drugs mm-hmm. however rap rappers can go on stage out of it yeah. and it works yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, they can, yeah. like whatever like it's it's kind of like it would never have worked for Whitney or Amy because like they were selling their voice like rappers can go on and or like, even like rock stars can go on and be like fucking out of their yeah, t- yeah falling I mean? yeah. around stage and people are going wild like I remember um, this band I used to love when I was in school um, in fourth year The Vines I oh, loved them obsessed with them I bloody love them they're kind of indie band they were and like an, a really indie band an Australian yeah. really indie band around that whole time with like strokes and stuff deadly though and um, the guy Nicholas, whatever the front guy who like wrote all the songs, lead guitarist and singer, he was um on stage and he literally had a full on nervous breakdown mm. mid performance and was thrashing around stage and everyone was like, oh my god, he's so rock and roll. He was literally having like a fucking breakdown, like started smashing stuff, like had a full on physical bloody breakdown and everyone was like, oh my god, I fucking love it, yeah, it's rock wow. and roll. And then he literally went to a mental hospital after that. No. Like he was like I don't know he full on had good sex was insane yeah I mean I, it is crazy I mean it's it's mad to think that so many celebrities are going through like severe mental health issues right in front of our eyes and but like it's kind of like you see like even Princess Nokia I follow her on um, Instagram we both kind of like her and like the amount of fucking shows she does I'm mm. like how do you maintain the to energy. do like 12 cities in 12 days like I always look for at like uh, She's done like Drag queens years. that I follow mm. And I'm just like I cannot imagine being a man And having to get up in that geesh Every fucking day Like tuck the dick back The layers of makeup The wig Because like, everyone knows Drag is painful It's not just like a girl Like it's like yeah, yeah. It looks sore You've got duct tape on your head You've got seven wigs on your head You've, You're wearing Like it's, it's mad It's a workout Like so and you do it Trixie Mattel recently did A 39 city tour In like 40 days It was you? like what the like fuck? I can't I literally anytime I fly I'm drained <laughs> I need three I'm days to Spain I'm like holy hell I hate traveling how do they do it I have no so idea so when you girl. see people like Whitney and Amy who just have this like their whole and even like Avicii like mm. his whole like what five years was booked out like you <sighs> No sick days, babe. We still have to watch that one. That's our I next know. one. That's our next one. That the is, yeah. That's a good one for us to watch. But we're going to quickly touch upon one other... Um, well, we're going to go into... We're going to do our Outsider moment first on. Okay, so that's cool. So. so, as you guys know, Outsider, like, not only is our favourite drink in the fucking world, right? Outsider is also, like... Their brand purpose is all about being an outsider, literally. Unapologetically yourself. Just being yourself, loving life and everything else. So we always love to do an outsider moment where, you know, moments of our fans where they've been an outsider are our favorite. We can share ours, but whatevs. So this, uh, so Rach Kathak on Instagram, uh, she said, I, so she said, uh, oh, when Ush, she's talking to her friend, so Ushin maybe, Ushin found you sleeping on our toilet and you told him to go on ahead and use it and went straight back to sleep. Sleeping and that is being an outsider to me. You're like, do you know what? I'm sleeping on your bathroom floor. Go on. It's grand. Just Or even alone. just falling asleep in the most random of places. Like my sister will literally fall asleep mid, like, I think the other week me and Fiona were like, Sarah, you need to just stop doing this. And she was like, yeah, I know. I know. Like fighting back. And then she's like, <laughs> when Sarah, we were like mid kind Sarah of like is very that we're like how are 
do that? We did. We once did it, girls, live, and Sarah was, was asleep, asleep on the ground. Yeah, and we were like us. gas. They were like, what is so, that behind you? Really? Thank you, Outsider, for sponsoring us. Uh, if you drink Outsider, send us a picture, send us an Outsider moment, and drink responsibly and legally. Thank you very much. And now, as you girls know, we are working with Relectagel. So it treats BV, but what we want to help you girls understand the difference between thrush and bacterial vaginosis, as they really get confused often. Um, and we've had a lot of questions with girls being like, what the fuck is it? So if you are experiencing an uncomfortable feeling like itching or burning, you could be suffering from thrush. However, BV doesn't usually cause any soreness or itching. So this is the key in identifying BV. Very interesting. Yes. So if you're noticing unusual vaginal discharge along with an unpleasant fishy odor. Hot. Feel. You can seek an over-the-counter treatment like relactogel to treat and prevent bv so if yo pussy you fishy now you know girls so relactogel is a lactic acid gel and works by promoting the good bacteria in your vagina and helps restore it to a healthy ph so it's available in your local pharmacy but if like me you prefer to order things online hell yeah girl head over to relactogel.ie and use our code itgals at checkout to receive free shipping so you just gotta Pay for your pussy treatment, girl. Hell yeah, but not for your shipping. So it's it goes all caps. Put and that it's in. Relactagel, R E L A C T A G E L dot I E. And all that info will be in the description of the episode. Um, so go head on over, girls. And thank you yeah. so much to Relactagel for sponsoring us. Yeah. So we have a few more mins. A few more mins. We've got about 15 minutes more yeah. or so. Yeah. Uh, and we want to talk about the Rachel Dolezal. So hard to say her second name. Dola, I, the, the Rachel Dolezal came out basically, if anyone doesn't know, as transracial in 2015. She did not come out willingly. She was outed uh, by people. She was the head of the NAACP, which is like the... She was the head of the NAACP, which is basically like kind of a social movement of like... It's like... Black pe- Lives Matter kind of vibe. Kind of like a Black Lives Matter vibe. It's like people of colour, like helping them, et cetera, et cetera. And then she also um, was a lecturer in like Africana studies. Yes. Like, in a, co- in a <laughs> so college. Was, you gas bitch. Like hilarious. All the while being 100% white Caucasian <laughs> whilst wearing a faux afro and smothering herself in bronzer and just like kind of... I don't know how you can describe it, like an Africana clothing, like oh, just literally. And also, I mean, culturallyappropriation.com. Like, like, you know the way, like she literally was. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, cultural appropriation. I mean, we could get into that in another fucking podcast. But I mean, podcast. like she literally. But literal cultural appropriation. I mean. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, literally yeah. was like, got the Afro, got the wraps, got the kind of. I mean, not even that. The she loose, called, like she called, she was the head of a movement which was for this and basically what happened was she was ahead of this um these couple of journalists got a whiff of who she was because she committed certain aspects of fraud in her past as far as i know um and they were contacted by a private investigator who were working for her parents it's um, really really interesting backstory as to kind and of and they outed her the as out, outed her as white right so there was a viral interview that happened in 2015 where someone was interviewing her and he was like so are you african-american and she was like i don't, I don't she was understand like, the question what? hold on you be the guy oh yeah okay i'm rachel Dolezal. Like, so um are you african-american i i don't understand the question why are your are your parents black what? i'm so i'm completely confused what do you mean are your parents African-American I have to beings? go. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it was hilarious. She literally just could have like, gone, yeah. Asking the most simple of questions. Are you African-American? She was like, sorry, what? You're completely confusing yeah. me. Yeah, whoa, what? I don't understand the I question. Think, like, that was just the most bizarre question to be asked. But it... It went viral. I mean, insanely it viral. And and it was like she was on The View. The Real was that that's the other one mm. she's on the real she was on the fucking cnn's she was on yeah, everything you could ever talk everything about and but also she was seen as this joke yeah. she was literally seen as a fucking joke like even the start of the documentary i was like i mean i was like i just i don't know i was not even interested in her whole viral thing but when i saw that there was the netflix documentary i was like brilliant i Same. love when there's an encapsulated like 
because like how many artists like looking on twitter and all yeah exactly or like looking through loads of youtube so i was like this is like a two-hour encapsulated yeah we can get the whole story hell yeah and the start of the freaking documentary where she's like walking down a corridor with her freaking weave or no she has the wrap on and i was just like i'm lolling that's gas i mean it was just like like it's just so ridiculous so a a big thing she brings up is like this whole kind of aspect of like being transracial and all that kind of stuff and like you know i don't know about any of that i'm just gonna go ahead and say like i don't fucking know what i will say is when i watched the whole time i was watching this documentary i don't know if you did the same I just, I don't, this may not be right, YOLO, I'm just saying this is what I did, I'm not saying it's like, yeah, what's your whatever. perspective? But what I did, this is the kind of first person to come out and say, I'm transracial, I'm Caucasian, and I admit I'm Caucasian, however I identify as black. And I just imagined her being a trans, she's so, like, she could easily have been a man who trans, but that's the thing, she wasn't, <laughs> honest. How do you mean? She lied. She wasn't someone who went into a... No, but she did. No, but she didn't. She she admitted it when she was fucking caught. Like, this is a woman who, like, went... And, like, this is the thing. It's like, yeah. I don't really care, right? Put it out there, you know, before anyone calls me anything. I don't give an actual shit what anyone wants to do and anyone wants to call themselves mm-hmm. or how they want to live their life. I'm honestly happy for anyone to do whatever the hell they want to do. It's fine. I couldn't give a shit about whatever anyone wants to do. However, people do not take to lying nicely. That is a big thing. Human beings do not like to be lied okay, to. Okay, so where did she lie? She lied by going in here and being like, I'm a black woman. She never went in and was like, you know, I'm a white woman yeah, who was raised okay. with black children and I've always felt an affinity towards blackness. Mm. She was like, "This is her definition." She went in and was like, "My dad is black." She made she there was a man who she calls her dad, who's not her dad. I'm so, one of my again one of my favorite part of the documentary where, he, where an interviewer was like, "You tried to say that this man who is a black man is yeah. your father. He's not your father. She's like father figure." She was like, <laughs> "It takes a certain man to be a father, and it takes like any man can be a yeah." Like, I, any man I can be a father, that. and any man, but not everyone so can be a dad. I, I actually and I wrote, like, I wrote notes. She was so clever, like she was. No, she's a clever bitch. I mean, like, she's so calm in these interviews. She's never scarlet. Like she's just sitting back, being like. So I have, gasped. I have uh, notes on my phone, right? So let me. Like, I took notes while I was watching it. So I said, she seems to have a good intention, and her sons seem sad. So she has an adopted son who was her brother. Adopted. She's a biological son who I thought her backstory was really interesting. Her family story kind of gave a different perspective. Yeah, I don't want to give it away because I want you guys to watch. No, but I think we know. I think we can talk about it because, like, at the end of the day, like, I mean, we're discussing the episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll okay, fine, we'll give it away. But I think we'll we'll talk. And let me read through these, and then we can talk about okay. them, right? Because they all kind of relate to it. Um, I said lying about hate crimes is bad. She made up that people left bananas and <sighs> nooses on her doorstep when they didn't. That was bizarre. So she was I, pretending no that insanely bad racist crimes were happening to her when they didn't. That's bad. Then I said, she wants to say that race isn't real, but also wants to claim blackness, which is hypocritical. Mm-hmm. You can't, and she also can't define what it is to be black. So people always said, why are you trying to, she said, I feel black. What is to be black? And she goes, oh, well, I don't know. Okay. Well, let's t- touch upon this. I'm mm-hmm. going to be completely non-PC here for a second sure and I'm purely doing this for we always say what's the word anecdotal yeah yeah so if she's saying or like devil's advocate kind of thing yeah Yeah, yeah, completely yeah Yeah. like as if I was the kind of like fucking man in the pub saying you know exactly so she was saying race doesn't exist but then she um connects to a race and so if if it doesn't exist exist why are you yeah you know connecting yourself to be a black woman can we not and again when i watched this documentary i just continuously re brought myself to transgender people so they are saying if they okay transgender people for example a man who then becomes a woman is so a lot of the time like you know the way what's it called like dead naming so if you like called um Someone, someone by the their name. former name yeah. um, or by their former like he, she, pronoun, you know, yeah. yeah, their pronoun, mix that up. If gender is that fluid that you can go from a man to a woman, why are they so obsessed with being 
referred to as their exact pronoun well what if I it's would, that fluid that they what i would say you know, is i i get what you mean and what i would say again you know to this is would be argument and i understand it very much so that transgenderism is like basically i kind of um so tra- being gender dysphoric is a medically recognized term where it's seeing whatever you see and whatever gender that you were assigned at birth is like a disconnect from what you feel in the inside. And this is like a, you know, this has happened for a thousand millennia, honestly, since like Greeks, there's been transgender people. And being transgender, as in like replicating on the outside what you feel on the inside is a way to ease gender dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. So if you think of okay body dysmorphia, which a lot of anorexics suffer from, so yeah. anorexia is kind of the physical they representation of it. Yeah, but body dysmorphia is the kind of uh, symptom that they're they're undergoing. So the thing with the whole um, I and I understand that with with the whole transgender the transracial should I say thing, I I didn't really understand what she meant when she was like, but I feel black, I feel black, I feel black, and I was like, but yet you can't define what that is. And she also said that, like, there's no such thing as race. So I was just kind of like... However, I feel like I feel like she was put on blast with, like, she was put totally. on CNN. Like, her own son said it. They were like, anytime she goes to do these interviews, and she's obviously doing these interviews with the hope of kind of, like, becoming understood. Mm-hmm. Understood. And, like, just people getting her. She yeah. seems to, you know... I, I don't think like, she cares about I feel like she kind of pandered to that. We'll talk to you about that in two seconds. But, yeah. like, what I'm saying is, like, you know... She may have said, like, you know, race doesn't exist. However, we spoke about this with the white moose. Sometimes you can say things. If you're yeah. putting the spot, like, honestly, I, when I was um, faced with those pro-life people a couple of weeks ago, and they were, like, tunnel-visioning vi- me with, like, certain, mm-hmm. like, they were like, do you think it's okay to kill a two-year-old? Do you think yeah. it's okay? And I was like... Someone's choice, like, and I came yeah. up with that, and then they were like, "Well, at least you're consistent. You think killing kids is okay?" And I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. So, like, if you are, these are professional, like, you know, interviewers, so they can like totally like, what is race? What is race? And like, be pushing but her if for she those w- questions. Do you not think that if she wants to go on these shows and clearly get the publicity, I think then th- she should be trained. Look should- at Caitlyn Jenner. Just because Caitlyn Jenner became a transgender doesn't mean that she is the no. spokesperson or like everything. Well, Caitlyn Jenner is fucking trash. Caitlyn Jenner killed someone in her fucking car. I get that, but that's like you know we're talking about her being transgender. I'm saying well, like, like I don't think transgender people hold Caitlyn Jenner up as like it's exactly. But just because um, Rachel Dozel is the first person to come out as like ha- you know in quotes transracial. Uh, transracial doesn't mean that she is therefore the spokesperson to be like you know the person who will explain it best she's just the person who kind of i just think that like she would have had it easier i think humans respond to being lied to very harshly and i think that it's a human nature thing that people do not like being lied to and i think that say the naacp when she started to get um involved with them i think she would have been accepted not more because i think people still would have been like whoa this is really new people re- reacted yeah, new things very strangely. however i think they would have had more empathy to her if she kind of came to it honestly mm. because you know she knows that this is a new thing and instead of darkening her skin and putting on loads of bronzer and sewing weaves into her hair and being like, <laughs> I'm a black woman and lying about her appearance are the lying to me when I watched the interview. So in the um, documentary, there's a lot of interviews with like people who were uh, uh, worked with her in the NAACP. And really what I found when I watched it was that they were very betrayed by her lying. That really resonated with me. That they they really felt like they were like she told us that she was this and she lied and it seemed very raw to them that like she came in to their space and was like oh you know like I'm just like you. I felt like that they would have got over it maybe in a while if she came in honestly, and that kind of that was a big standout for me that I was like people fucking hate being lied to man what I will say in regards to the documentary what and we were speaking about Kanye West earlier yeah so Kanye West obviously came out with that TMZ viral um, yeah. interview that he basically said like he was quite, he was like saying I mean it was outrageous and it grabbed so much attention and hugely negative attention he basically said like 
you know, oh, slaves, it sounds like that was a choice. Now, again, it was taken out of context. Yeah. He was basically, he was he almost was saying, like making a slight joke. I, it, I, mean, I saw the interview. 100% a throwaway a mark and that people were like, Kanye West went on TMZ and made a point yeah, that... No, it, it was an outrageous. He was trying, he was he, joking. Yeah. Well, he was being satirical and being kind of hyperbolic for the point. He yeah, was like, exactly. that sounds like a choice. He but then I yeah. kind of also understood... And I mean, I'm a white person talking about this. Yeah. I don't have no right. We're both, I know that. We're both aware, by the way. Yeah, we're both aware. We're white people. And we also, you know, we're white gals who culturally appropriate, like, black, you know, lingo. We do that as in, like, we listen to rap. We, like, we do do that. I mean, listening to rap isn't, like, a cultural no, appropriation is, like, No, I'm just preparing. I'm not saying that we, like, that I think that we do that. I'm just saying I'm preparing for that kind of... You know, anyone can read into anything. However, like, I mean, this is just our opinion on a documentary. But what I'm saying is that I kind of understood, like, Kanye is saying, like, how long? Like, so there was a part of that um, Rachel Dozlal, um thing where she was, like, giving a speech and she was talking about, like, you know, how she identified as black and yada 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 anyway you have to watch the freaking documentary and these people were putting up their hands and they were saying like oh, yeah, yeah. you know you've not been through the struggle you've not done the yada 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 and i was kind of thinking again as a white woman sitting down watching this for my gaff i was kind of thinking not every black person has been through the same struggle well so not how every long person they... has but you know what I mean? like not every woman has been through like you know a female struggle mm. you know like you could be through you could have had more of a, in quote, female struggle than I could have had or whatever. Like, you know, mm. they're all different. Mm-hmm. So I think Kanye was trying to say with that slave thing, like, how long are we going to keep on going fucking on about this until we just actually break free from that yeah. and take the shackles off from that? And it's the same as, like, feminism and stuff. It's like, do we consistently go on about, like, uh, how downtrodden we are or do we just break free and ignore that and then it fucking doesn't even exist anymore? Mm-hmm. It's like, Don't, it's kind of like how much... I'm more talking about the feminism thing, but like, how much is it that we're continuing it? Especially with like, say, now the the eighth is repealed. Okay, mm. so it's like, how much more are we gonna kind of push forward this narrative that women are in this terrible situation in Ireland? Yeah, where there are countries where there are women in god awful exactly. positions. Yeah. Um, and I think with the like with the Rachel Dolls thing, like I understood, I completely understood. Like I was talking to Ross, I was with my friend Ross earlier on. We were talking about this because he was asking about what we were going to record about. And like he had this conversation with his boyfriend and his boyfriend's black. And he was kind of like, you know, he wasn't even he was actually coming from Rochelle Dolezal's point of view, you know. And it was interesting because it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's just such a hard topic to approach. Because whereas I completely understand um transgendered human beings and i know so many and i under i understand the struggle they go with i just find it harder to accept rachel's now i'm not saying that i'm right or wrong i'm just saying i found it harder i kind of found it i haven't watched many trans um gender documentaries but i really understood where rachel came from from that documentary and i, I kind of thought that like i think we should go into her whole childhood thing after this I gotta I, go soon so I can't be talking for two one yeah I think I know I don't think I think I remember my friend May was talking I was just about to watch it that night and my friend May was like I mean you might get it because of her childhood and I was like tell me tell me tell me and she was like no I actually that for me was the kind of breaking part and it that I think you should they should watch the documentary and that part was kind of interesting so for me like just to wrap it up I think it was like the last point on my phone yeah, I said, I, she seems to be compartmentalizing in line with her traumatic upbringing. She seems to hate her parents and wants yeah. to disassociate from them at all costs. And I think that's an interesting point. If you watch it, it's like she had a very traumatic upbringing. And I feel like, so she was brought up in this family and they adopted three black children and she and her brother grew up and there was this, a lot of abuse in the household, et cetera, et cetera. And she found her family in the adopted children. Yeah. So, but I feel like... I feel like she wanted to assimilate with them and I feel like the more she felt that she was with them the th- more she was distanced from her parents I don't know though I think that's like we can thread back gay people we can see oh their dad didn't give them that much attention it but that's mean. not all the I mean like, but like you can't put that across a whole board of people but, no but like for but example, I'm putting this just on Rachel Dolezal yeah but that was her but that's what I'm saying like everyone has their own kind of story back from where they kind of 
have become to be the person that they are like when she was giving that um interview in front of the college and it was a really awkward interview because yeah. people were walking out there's about six people in well, the it was also thing. interesting that that the guy who was interviewing or who was a black man said he always felt like a white woman and that's when everyone was like whoa like they all go like they're yeah, like, like the this fuck? is too new but what i also found interesting just to finish up on this on the documentary was she obviously went really viral she was known her name was known in every country but then they showed the reality behind viral like sometimes people can see people online and be like oh she's obviously huge now she's famous mm. now she was giving interviews in a local college and there was literally about 12 people watching her and half of them were walking out like her viral is, is virality a word yeah, say virality's is, word. her virality didn't really extend didn't really like extend past her 15 minutes of fame thank you hun I think it didn't like, do her any fucking... Do you know what I mean? Like, there was literally help, 12 you know? people sat there. Yeah. So it's like, you can be as viral as you like, but it doesn't always what work. does it matter when literally no one gives a fuck about what you're saying when you come to their college? And <laughs> like, I will say, you know, just before anyone goes, well, she did this and that, and we're completely aware. And this is the one thing that I was like, it was always my problem with Rachel Dolezal, was that, like, if she was an honest person, I could honestly accept her rhetoric and like what she's saying however she's just been found or accused of like welfare fraud i know so yeah. she was just had Insanity. been outed as that she took eight to ten grand from uh american welfare so it's like the dole um while also cashing an 85 grand check from her book deal and it's like so if you are if you are um caring about the putting yourself in the like i care about black lives and i care about black lives matter and i care about all of these movements however i'm also going to manipulate manipulate the state and take away from welfare and who is that going to hurt people from low-income housing and especially and this is not like being like racially profiling, but like in a lot of, especially where she's from in the Midwest, a lot of those people are people of color. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can only talk about caring so much, hon. Like if I could, and I think it's the lying, that, that thing I want to see another documentary because I also found, and I'm sure you'll agree, mm-hmm. it was very strange watching her, her interactions with her sons. It seemed like she yeah. was definitely putting on an act. There was a scene where she's like waking up her son and her son is like She's 14. like, how many bre- pancakes do you we want? Have, yeah, she's like, 15? you have watermelon and pancakes and freshly squeezed juice. And he was like, I didn't agree to this, mom. <laughs> I don't want to be a part. He was, so he was kind of saying like, I don't want to be a part of your act. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like she, and she was just ignoring he, what she was saying. Remember when he ripped saying. the microphone off? And he was like, Phew. he was She was definitely acting. She was not being yeah. hurt. Yeah. Self. and it's like that's what i mean it's like i think Which humans on a deep kind of level always can tell when someone is being genuine yeah and i think this is a thing with why like the whole transgender thing has been now finally and still progressively kind of being accepted because you see people every day who are so genuine and just like they're just like i just want to live my life and it's yeah i'm not trying to do anything crazy but her whole thing was performative a lot of it yeah. was very performative and i feel and like then it people... comes out that she's an artist and it's like is this just another like are you just uh and then artist? one thing that really pissed not pissed me off but like one thing that made me like eye roll was that she was like i never called myself african-american she always said i only am black i'm not african-american i'm not african-american and then she at the end of the documentary changes her name to an igbo name which is like from nigeria so I'm like, girl, yeah. like you're either and also like, like cause I, remember, I was saying because May was, I was saying to May, I was like, I know, but she like she changed her name. She obviously doesn't. May was like, she changed it on the documentary, yes. Lindsay. I was like, oh yeah, and sewed in a weave for it. I know that but was like, like and if she was trying to like change her name to like separate herself from like exactly. No, no, she no. completely said the full name. Yeah, oh. she's like my name is I can't even pronounce but the for name. Comic value, honestly, it's worth watching. It's, it's really interesting. I mean, and also it did make me. It did think make me a laugh lot. though. It, it made, made me, me think a lot. It made me think a lot too. Ma- majority, I was you were lolling myself. I was just like, I can't believe she's wearing that wrap. <laughs> like that wrap is for women who like have such you know hair that they need to yeah, be contained. Yeah, and she's, yeah, yeah. It's just so ridiculous i can't even comprehend. it was like overcompensating for her whiteness it's like yeah. fair enough if you want to say you're black or i mean whatever the fuck you want to do but like she was literally like dressing like she's from kenya yeah literally like <laughs> where it's like you're living in where was she living in washington state or something oh, and it's like hon like you're almost being oh, a caricature another amazing point when she had her baby and she's like i don't know whether to put him down as black or white and she's like obviously this is illegal if i say black 
It was just, and her two sons were like, yeah, they were just like, please go and die. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna put down both, and I'm like, well, yeah, because you're white and the dad. But like, apparently, like you had to put what the mother was. Oh yeah, because it's simulated. It's like the Irish thing. Yeah, so they were like. Well, put down what you were, and she's like, "Well, I'm convicted." She's like, "I'm convicted." I'm sure, oh. but obviously, it's a federal it's offense. Just, it's, I mean, even if you watch it with someone who has no clue who she is, it's like mind-boggling, yeah. and you're open-mouthed, and it's amazing. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna girls. we're gonna wrap it up. So, thank you so much. We are on holidays right now. Yeah, we will come back um to Ickals hopefully in the next two weeks. We're gonna take a little bit of a break, have a bit of a chill etc etc i'm sure you're all the same uh go listen to our other episodes we've just started a subreddit you can go there it's reddit and you can just search it girls podcast we are it girls podcast on all over social media uh-huh. thank you so much to our sponsors racket gel and outsider and we will see you probably in july if we're gonna yes. be we're gonna be back so just sit tight season two is coming we love you bitches When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.